Welcome to Truth for Transformation with Timothy Brown. Timothy is the lead pastor of Arden First Baptist Church in Arden, North Carolina. Our mission is to lead ordinary people into extraordinary life in Christ. We pray that today's message inspires you to live an extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. Check out our website for more inspiring resources, ardenfbc.com. Now, here's today's message from Pastor Timothy Brown. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So if you guys want to go and turn there, again, welcome online. We're, We're glad you're with us. We have a lot of people who are watching online today, so we're, we're excited that you're here. Uh, this is going to kind of be our New Year's message. Uh, next week we're going to get back in the book of Acts, which I've missed so much. We're more than halfway through the book of Acts, and we've got probably another year left. But uh, I've enjoyed the Christmas holiday, but I'm, I'm antsy to get back into Acts, so that's next week. But this is kind of the New Year's message, and uh, this message is for anyone that's been discouraged this year. Has anybody been discouraged? Has anybody been kind of down and out this year, stressed out? Yeah, I'm getting that. Well, you know, the thing about it is so many of us struggle with things that sometimes are beyond our control. You know, sometimes we face crisis and we're wondering what God is doing. Sometimes we enter situations that we're like, what, what good is going to come out of this? And I want to share a story I haven't shared very often for those of you who've been here several years, you've heard me share this story, but there was a time in my life that I wanted to give up, and it goes back to when I was 18. I, I, went, I was brought up in a great uh, family, as you guys know, and I went to a, a Christian school, and the school was a great school, but it was very legalistic, very rigid, and I remember uh, 18, just thought I was going to lose my mind, thought I was going to have a nervous breakdown, because... They, they taught basically everything you did was a sin. You ever been in a church like that? Like they had a long list of sins and they weren't even found in the Bible. It was just if you listen to country music, it's a sin. If you grew out your hair a certain length, it's a sin. Ladies, if you wore pants, it was a sin. It was just like, man, it's like couldn't even breathe air without sinning. And it was just very, uh, very tough situation. So I went to Bible college and that was another awkward environment. It's great to be around uh, people of God, but when you get around a lot of pastors all day, that can be a little cray-cray. Uh, they're debating theology and predestination, all these issues, and I'm like, what are, they, what are they talking about? And I just remember at a time where I just felt like, you know, really struggling. My pastor and I, we, we started a church. Uh, I was 18. I was his youth pastor, and uh, he had three kids. He was in his late 30s, really good guy, and... The church really wasn't working out that well. The finances were low. Attendance was low. And he's like, Timothy, I can't keep working two jobs. So he accepted another church in another state. And I kind of felt all alone. I felt like, you know, I'm away from my family for the first time. My pastor has left me. I'm, I'm like alone. So I remember the breaking point, the turning point was they had this little prayer chapel at the Bible college. And I went down to this prayer chapel and I remember writing, they had this prayer journal, I remember writing in this journal, like, God, unless you heal my mind, I can't do ministry. I want to serve you, I've, I've devoted my life to you, but I'm about to have a breakdown. And God, unless you heal me, I don't see how I can do ministry. And at that moment, God began the journey of healing. Sometimes healing is instantaneous, where you see a miracle, and other times healing's a journey, right? Sometimes it takes time. So it took me several years to get in a place of healing, 
And, you know, so I can, for those who say they suffer with depression, anxiety, stress attack, you're on the verge of a nervous breakdown, I can relate. I was there and, you know, God helped me through that time. So I want to speak hope to somebody today that may be discouraged, someone that maybe you've had health crisis this year, maybe you've had unforeseen circumstances. So we're going to be in 2 Corinthians 4, so to lay a little background the one who wrote this, the Apostle Paul, he had a lot of major crisis in his life. Uh, people tried to kill him. He was stoned. He was left for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake. Uh, talk about anxiety and depression. I mean, it's like every day someone is trying to kill him. So when he writes these words, we're going to be in Second Corinthians 4, uh, starting in verse 7. When we write these words, uh, I want you guys to enter into the story. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Some translations say jars of clay. That the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So listen to his description of his life and see if this is true of you. We are hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed, always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in her body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise up us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Now listen to his conclusion about all his problems. Therefore, we do not lose heart. So I want, I want to look right, in, right into you directly, right into your living room, and just say, don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen are eternal. May God bless his word. So I've entitled this message, Help, I'm About to Crack Under the Pressure. Help, I'm About to Crack. Some of you are laughing because you're there. So for those who have struggled with situations in life, sometimes the doctor will prescribe, prescribe antidepressant, um, anti-stress or whatever it may be, and it's a pill that helps you to cope. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you four spiritual pills to swallow. So I'm going to have four points. And each of these pills are going to be a spiritual antidepressant. So you guys are ready? This is, you didn't know you are going to have a doctor's office appointment. So the first pill is this. When you feel like you're about to break... Remember that the true treasure is found on the what? The inside. So look back at verse 7. And again, welcome to all of our online audience. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels 
that the excellence of the power may be of God, not of us. So right here, I've got a clay jar, earthen vessel. And it's okay, but, you know, it's not that attractive. It's not bling. It's not gold. It's not silver. And Paul says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. In other words, our bodies is like a jar of clay, right? We're made out of the ground. God breathed life into us. And he said we have this treasure in earthen vessels. What is this treasure? Well, to find what this treasure is, look back at verses 1 through 6 in your Bible. He talks about the gospel, the glorious totality of the gospel that God moves inside empty vessels that really have no life. And all of a sudden he gives us life. And what, what I want you to see when you look at the scripture is sometimes it feels like you're about to break. You and I sometimes feel like cracked pots. You ever felt like that? I'm cracked. I'm broken. But when you look at the scripture, what's interesting is these clay jars. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to break it right now. I borrowed it from someone. I don't know if they want me to break it. But these clay jars in the first century and previous, they were just common, ordinary. Uh, they, they were made of clay. And basically, they didn't have banks on every corner like we have today. So you would, you would store your valuable treasures inside these jars. Some of you may have extra money. You put it in the jar. Some of you ladies may have some jewelry, some gold, whatever. You can store it in the jar. Some of you may have important documents. Guess where they'd be stored? In clay jars. So the jar wasn't the most significant thing. It was what was inside the jar. And what Paul is telling the church and telling us that, you know, you may think you're all that, and I may think I'm all that, but I'm really just a jar of clay. <laughs> and it's what makes me special is what's on the inside of me. And it's, it's the glory of Christ that's moved on the inside. Something happened in 1947. Don't raise your hand if you're alive then. Some of us were. But 1947, there was a great discovery there were seven jars that they discovered. And what it was is this little shepherd boy was throwing rocks into a cave. He heard something shattered. So he ran into the cave and his friends went in. And in these seven tall jars, they found the Dead Sea Scrolls in Qumran. And the Dead Sea Scrolls were scriptures that predated the birth of Christ. So they were B.C., and 2,000 years later, approximately more than 2,000 years later, they were still preserved. And what's amazing about this treasure is it lined up with the manuscripts that we have. It like further proved that the Bible is accurate and you can trust it because these, these, these scrolls are really ancient scrolls, B.C. And what's interesting, even though the scrolls, you really couldn't put a monetary value. If you tried to, it would be labeled in the millions of dollars, the value but they were stored in ordinary jars. Isn't it amazing that a shepherd boy discovered that? So here's the thing. I want you to think about this. That you and I are just jars of clay. And you may be broken. You may be cracked. You may be walking into 2022 with a little bit of a limp. A little bit of a spiritual limp. But guess what? The treasure is on the inside all right so that's pill number one swallow all right number two i'm ready to give you a second spiritual pill when you feel like you can't go on another day remember that true life is found in jesus not in your circumstances look at verse eight now this is paul's description let's see if this relates to any of you 
He says, we are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. So Paul's basically saying, like, sometimes I feel like I'm being crushed on every side. You ever feel that way? He's saying, I'm hard pressed. You ever feel like the world is closing in on you and there seems to be no way out? Sometimes I don't know what to do with it in this situation. You're perplexed. You ever try to solve something, but you go this way, there's no solution. This way, no solution. You're perplexed. Paul said, I've been there. Sometimes it seems like it's me versus the world. Have you ever felt that way? It's me versus the world. He said, I am struck down. It's almost like someone is beating me down. With Paul, it was with rocks. It was a lot of things. I keep getting pushed down by those around me. I'm struck down. And he also says, my life sometimes feels like a living death. If you look at the scripture, he says, I'm carrying around in my body. Notice the the, the phrases he used. Always carrying in my body the dying of the Lord Jesus. He said, I'm always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Death is working in us. So here's the reality of it. Why, why did Paul saying that he's carrying around the dying of Jesus? Didn't Jesus only die once? He did. But for Paul, he knew that when you mess with a Christian, you mess with Jesus. Because we are the body of Christ. And Jesus takes it personally. So if you mess with my jar and you're striking my jar, you're pressing or you're persecuting. When I'm persecuted for Christ's sake, it's as though you're persecuting Jesus. Because he takes it personally. But here's the thing. It doesn't end there. It doesn't end there. Paul did not stop there. He's going to have some encouragement. Before that, this reminded me. Any of you guys ever seen Rocky? Like which one, Timothy? There's the latest Rocky movie when I guess he's in his 60s. Short little clip. What Paul's saying reminded me of this. So think about that. It's like Paul saying, listen, life is going to hit you. You're going to feel pushed. You're going to feel perplexed. You're going to feel like there's no way out. Sometimes your jar is going to feel a little cracked. You're going to feel a little broken inside. But you know what? The power of the glory is on the inside of you. It's in the person of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So when you feel like you're about to be crushed under the pressure when you feel like you want to give up Paul says listen when I feel hard pressed I'm not crushed why 
because God is keeping my life together. When I don't know what to do, I don't despair because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When it seems like it's me versus the world, guess what? I don't despair. I don't lose heart because God is with me. He's working in me. And he knows the end of the story. When people are knocking me down and I'm struck and I feel like life is against me, I know that every great setback is an opportunity for a greater setup. God is working behind the scenes. And in fact, Paul's life, there were three times where he prayed, God, take this thorn in the flesh away from me. God, please take this away. And each time I want to read to you what God told Paul. He said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly will I boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Did you know that cracked pots still shine when there's bright light inside? So I've got another prop here. Anybody know what this is? It's hard to know, right? First service guest, it's, it's a lantern, actually. So here's the thing. This is kind of like our spirit. Ephesians 2 says that we're born spiritually dead, and you're like, what does that mean? It's like our spirit is there, but it's curled on the inside, so there's no light. But what happens when we, when we open our hearts to Jesus, when we ask him to save us and forgive us, God takes this empty pot with nothing on the inside, and all of a sudden, look what happens on the inside. All of a sudden, the light's there. And now this cracked pot is now shining light. You may be broken. Your pot may be cracked. You may be limping into 2022. But if Jesus is on the inside, guess what? You're still going to shine. He's like, man, I am pressed. I'm persecuted. But guess what? There's still light. (laughs) There's still light. And I just want to encourage you. God says that his grace is sufficient and it's countercultural. Like we are so much about the external, right? We're so much about the outside. Like we want our pots to look so pretty, like glazed and beautiful. And some of us men, we find our identity and our strength, right? When you were 20, you could bench 300, whatever. And now you're like, I'm 60 and I could barely bench the bar. I mean, it, it's sad, right? Some of you ladies, you were like, miss. Miss universe of your school. And now it's like, I don't get as many compliments as I used to get. But here's the thing. We don't focus on the external clay pot. We focused on the glory that's inside. We focus on the beauty. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. All right. Truth pill number three. You guys ready? Get your water ready. We're going to swallow pill number three. When you feel like you can't take any more trials. Anybody there? I can't take it. I'm about to quit. Remember that true faith will see you to the other side. So in verses 13 through 15, notice what he says. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up Jesus from the dead will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sake, having spread through the many may cause Many thanksgiving to abound for the glory of God. So what is Paul saying? He's quoting Psalm 116, which is kind of David pouring out his heart to God. And yet God came through. I want to read you something from Psalm 116 that Paul refers to. This is before 
he gets to the quote. The psalmist says, you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed and therefore I spoke. I am greatly afflicted. So what if God is using your current crisis to bring others to Christ? But you're like, Timothy, my pot, oh, it's so cracked and broken. You may be a broken, cracked pot limping into the new year. But guess what? We don't look on just the outward. We don't see what just happening now. We see what God is doing. Paul says, I believe and therefore I spoke. So it's okay to talk about your problems. But what if you believe God beyond your problems? What if God is bringing beauty out of your crisis? What if God is setting you up? What if this great setback is actually a greater setup for something greater? What if the sickness in your body is an opportunity for through that crack, the light is shining brighter through you? See, God's light shines brightly through our weaknesses. And I'm not talking about sins. I'm talking about human things that happen. I'm talking about cracks, circumstances that have hindered you. What if the greatest weakness in your life from a human standpoint, this pot's about to break now. What, what if through that, the power of Christ is going to shine through to others? What if others are looking at your glory, and instead of seeing glory, they're seeing glory. They're seeing God's presence shine through. Let me move this microphone, I think. Feedback here. So, here's the thing. The treasure's on the inside. Right now, you may be struggling but realize he's not finished with you yet. He's still working on you and through you. All right. Pill number four. Let's take it and swallow it. When you feel like the best days are behind you, remember that true glory is not found in the seen but in the unseen. So in verses 16 through 18, I want you to look back. It's powerful how he summarizes this. Paul's like, I've been beaten down. I've been struck down. I've been... And you look at his life, people were trying to kill him. They left him for dead and somehow they prayed around him. He got back up. Here's his conclusion about what's happening in his life. He says, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing. So this clay pot is not as pretty as it once was. (laughs) This clay pot, it's a little more cracked than it used to be. This clay pot, man, it, it doesn't get the attention it once did. But notice what he says. The inward man is being renewed day by day. So here, here's the beautiful secret. This will, this will make your day. Even though I may not be as good looking as I once was 20 years ago, I'm not speaking for you, I'm speaking for myself. If I'm growing closer to God, guess what? I'm more attractive than I've ever been before. Even though this pod is a little more cracked and, you know, it, it's struggling. If you're closer to Jesus, guess what? Girl, you got it going on. Boy, Wow. Because Paul says we don't look after what's seen, we don't look after just like life like this, but we look like this. And he's saying that we don't go after what's seen because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So here's some some thoughts I want to leave you with. Thoughts I want you to take home with you. Number one is don't lose heart. It's easy if you look just at the clay pot, you're like, man. You look up in the, the, the mirror in the morning, you're like what's going on but you know what you got to look at this this is what's going on so don't lose heart don't lose heart don't focus on the temporary don't fall in love with that which can fade away 
fall in love with that which is eternal. So that's, that's encouraging to me that if you are growing closer to Christ every day, even though this outward is diminishing, Paul said it, it's, it's wasting away, to use graphic language, inside your spiritual person is getting better looking every day because you're looking more and more like Christ. And everyone said, hallelujah. So don't focus on the temporary. Set your mind on that which is eternal. Look every day as if a trial comes, it's actually a treasure hunt. Because here's the thing. Let me read the next verse. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And Paul says that this light affliction is but for a moment. It's producing a weight of glory. So what I want you guys to get, Paul is not minimizing your pain. He's not minimizing the cracks in your jar. Because look at Paul. This, he was abused far more than any of us. Killed, imprisoned, shipwrecked, snake bitten. People didn't like him that were not Christians. Even some Christians didn't like him, right? We read that in his letters. Did you know, according to historians, Paul, his outward external appearance, according to historians, he wasn't that great to look at. Um, many historians, uh, they've commented through the records, but one, one historian that said Paul, when they looked at him, they said he was a small guy, he was bow-legged, and he wasn't that attractive externally. So his jar wasn't like, wow. And Paul, on his own accord, said he wasn't eloquent like Apollos and others. So some, the Corinthian church is like, Paul, when you speak, you know, and Paul's response was, when I speak, I don't speak with words of human wisdom, but I speak with the power of God. So when you guys have been there. You've heard someone deliver a great public speech, and it's great, but then you're not left with anything. And you have someone else that's not that great of a speaker, but they give you the word of God, and it's anointed, and you're like, wow. So it's more the message than the messenger, it's more what's inside the vessel than the vessel itself because we are just clay jars. We're earthen vessels. But when God moves on the inside, boy, does he change everything. So think about life as a treasure hunt. Every trial is not meant to destroy you, but it's meant to develop you. So in 2022, just like that rocky clip, life's going to hit you hard. It's not if, it's when. And see, in this church, I don't think hardly anyone would, would believe in the prosperity gospel. I don't think most people would. But sometimes we live as though we believe in it. Let me explain why. Have you ever had something bad happen to you? You're like, why is this happening to me? Like, why are these trials hitting me? And we take it so personally. And it's like, why are they not hitting you? Like, are we exempt from suffering? Jesus said, in this world, you maybe, perhaps, will have trouble. No, he said, in this world, you will have trouble. And here's, here's the way Peter said it. He says, dear friends, this is first Peter 4, 12 and 13. Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that, are, that you're going through. Something strange is happening to you. Why is this happening to me? Why am I suffering? He says, instead, be glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you'll have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it's revealed to the world. So here's the thing. You and I are jars of clay. Some of us have more cracks than others. Some of us, you know, we, we look at ourselves and we're like, I, 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 you know. 
But you know what? When we see what's on the inside, when we see the glory of God, the light of the gospel shining on the inside of us, we don't lose heart because the glory is not in the jar. The treasure's on the inside. So here's, here's my challenge to you. Psalm 30, verse 5, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So not if you have problems in 2022, not if you get sick, not if you'll have situations, but when, I want you to know the treasure's on the inside. And even though this outward is perishing, it's fading away, inward we're being renewed day by day. Inward, the light is getting brighter. So the more we allow Jesus to take over our lives, the brighter his light shines. So let's throw the big idea on the screen here. How do we summarize this into one sentence? There is true hope beyond the holidays when you live for something greater for yourself, for the glory of God and the eternal good of others. Paul said we carry this treasure inside earthen vessels. What is this treasure? It's the gospel. What is this treasure? It's, it's God, the person of the Holy Spirit, living on the inside. So three action steps, and then I'm going to send you guys out early, because I know you're tired, you've been traveling, and I told you I'd get you out early, right? So I'm setting a record of the shortest sermon ever. Records are meant to be broken. Number one, get a new pair of sunglasses. Does anybody get sunglasses this year for Christmas? We had several in the first service did. All right, we got some here. See, when you have sunglasses, it's great because, you know, you see the world. It's, it's interesting. I got this pair. I think they're like blue tint. I can see colors I didn't see before because it's, it has to do with the light shading. But when I'm not talking about the S-U-N glasses, I'm talking about the S-O-N glasses. A lot of us see the world through cracked lenses. Like we're seeing our life through this cracked pot. And it's like got cracks in it and it doesn't make sense. And But when we see the world from an eternal perspective... We go after not what that is temporary, but we go that which is eternal. So, yes, this outward man may be perishing, but guess what? I'm growing closer to Jesus. And yes, I may not be as good looking as I was 20 years ago, but guess what? Internally, I'm better looking than I've ever been, and that's what matters, right? All right, number two, stop living under your circumstances. Have you ever asked someone how, you're, how they're doing, and they said, I'm doing good under the circumstances. And it's like, what are you doing under there? I mean, life is so narrow and limited when you're under your circumstances. And when you're in Christ, you're not, you're not bound by your circumstances. Because Paul, he could be under his circumstances. I mean, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, he was mocked, he was persecuted. But did he stay there? Did he stay stuck? No, he kept moving forward. So even though your jar may be cracked and broken, and you may feel like you're limping into 2022... Realize you've you got to be above your circumstances. Because in Christ, he's going to lift you above. You will have problems. We're, we're an anti-prosperity gospel church here. You will have problems. I'm telling you. Jesus said you will. You will. But when you do, you don't have to stay under your circumstances. You can rise above. And you can learn to, to give thanks. And finally, number three, and we close. Don't fall in love with that which fades away in time. If you do, you'll be discouraged. If you do, you'll get depressed. But if you focus not on the seen, which is temporary, but the unseen, which is eternal, life's exciting. Life is a journey. Life is like, wow. No matter what happens to me, guess what? God's doing something in me. 
So life may be hitting me hard, but there's something on the inside going on. So I'm not living by what I see. I'm living by what I can't see. I'm not living by sight. I'm living by faith. So there's a message in the jar. And the message is the glory is not in the jar. It's what's inside of the jar. So in 2022, I would encourage you to take your lights and let it shine bright. And I'm not going to sing this little light of mine, but I could. But that would end on a downward spiral. So let us pray.